Hello friends, and welcome to Anything Goes. And hello to all of you new listeners just tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, Joseph Guzman, and I'm so glad to have you all here. Hello to all of you all over the world tuning in. Let's jump into today's episode. What do you say? All right, friends, we are back. So, previous uh, episode, I was just getting into towards the end about the experience of getting into ACX. So I've talked a little bit already about uh, what I had to do with regard to um, what they needed. Well, no, I'm sorry. Let me reverse that. I talked about my previous experiences that led to this point. There we go. <laughs> Uh, and so now here we are talking about the experience of doing this. So as I said, I landed the job and then it was the process of like, how do I make it work? What do I need? How am I going to do this? Uh, so I started looking at what the requirements were uh, for ACX, what they required of their audio files, which became a bit of a lesson in some uh, audio engineering sorts of things that I didn't know I would have to learn, but I guess I have now had to learn. Um, I probably wouldn't have had to have learned them if I had a team that was handling all of the uh, other parts of it. But as it is, I pretty much handle all of it. Uh, so some of the requirements that ACX required with their uh, files for doing recording is they, they tell you that you have to have a certain volume range. So each file, right? And when I say file, what I mean is every section of the audiobook is a separate file. So your opening credits is a file, and then however many chapters. Each chapter is a file, or it could be multiple files. Because any one file can't be longer than 120 minutes. Uh, otherwise, it needs to become a new file. So uh, with that, their volume range for ACX, which is the Audible platform, it had to be between uh, negative 23 decibels and negative 18 decibels RMS, which are terms I'm still learning and trying to remember. You were, it would required a peak value for each file uh, that the peak value could be no higher than negative three decibels. Uh, the noise floor for each file uh, could be no higher than negative 60 decibels RMS. The constant bit rate for each file had to be 192 kilobytes per second or higher uh, with a 44.1 kilohertz uh, frequency, I guess. MP3 was what they required uh, for the sample rate. Uh, so I'm still learning some of this, as you can tell. <laughs> the channel format, uh, all files could be either mono or stereo, but they did say that for ACX, it was preferable that you do mono files, which is what I recorded. And uh, each file, this one's kind of funny to me because I would expect that that would be the case, but each file they specify in there has to be read by a human, just so you know. <laughs> so, yeah, and then as far as the way they break it down, right, they tell you for the opening credits, you have to say the name of the audiobook, the name of the author or authors, and the name of the narrator. And then the closing credits, if the author doesn't have an ending area, then you have to do a separate file and 
ACX requires you to at least say the end and then a few extra details, right? So you have to say this has been, and then you say the title of the book written by and whoever the authors were narrated by, you put your name there. Uh, and then you mention the copyright, who has the copyright, who has production copyright, and that's the end file. So these were all things that were required. Uh, the sample audio, you had to do a sample audio, right? So if you've ever looked at an audio book, there's always like a little sample snippet of the book. You had to take a section from the recordings to create that yourself. Um, and those had to start with narration. It couldn't be silence. It couldn't be music. It has to be cutting right into you talking. Uh, the opening and closing credits had to be separate files. Uh, there could be no more than five seconds of room tone at the beginning and end of any file. Uh, and each file had to have a section header. If the author provided one, then you use that. If not, then my default was I just go with whatever the chapter is, right? If it's chapter one, chapter two, three, four, whatever. Uh, but that was some of the requirements that I had to figure out. And meanwhile, I didn't really know how I was going to do it with what they required because I didn't have a fancy studio set up. Uh, I still don't have a fancy studio set up, but I did get lucky because um, I was talking to a friend of mine who has worked in some of this stuff in the past, who's also a business partner of mine, and was telling him about landing this deal and that I was a little worried about if my uh, microphone I use for podcasting would be quality enough for audiobook and if the space was going to work well because it really needed to be deadened there couldn't be background sound the beauty of podcasting is that i can have a little bit more background as long as it isn't distracting it's not really a big deal because i don't know that's just the beauty i've encountered of maybe i'm just lucky and i have a community of listeners who are really gracious people uh, and maybe that's the case and if that's the case, hey, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. But it has been my experience that podcasting doesn't have nearly the stipulations of sound quality as an audiobook does. And for good reason. You know, you're listening to an, a podcast. Um, typically, it's something that people are listening to while they're doing other things. They're exercising. They're chilling out. They're on the way to work, riding on a subway or whatever. And so... The, the sound is actually kind of nice to have. It deadens out what else is around in the world. Um, that said, audiobooks required much cleaner sound. Uh, there couldn't be any bleed-through sounds of bumps or loud swallows or clicking noises from opening your mouth or a dog barking or planes or cars or, or what have you. And so I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to do it. I had told my wife about landing the job and was like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? And uh, so my friend was like, you know what? Actually, I can help you with that. So he ordered, because I didn't, I didn't have the means to do it. So he ordered uh, through his uh, company because he was going to use it for something else. So he ordered for the meantime this wire rack that I could use. And my wife had all of this real thick green foam used for cushions for seats that she wasn't using. So we kind of lined it with that. And then later on, we were able to find uh, sound deadening foam and kind of lined the, the area where I was recording, which was our walk-in closet. Um, 
to help dampen the noise. My friend also ended up having a microphone that he didn't need that was a USB, really nice condenser mic. I think it was like an Audio-Technica or something like that. Uh, way better than what I use for my podcasting uh, because podcasting, as I've found, doesn't need nearly as much high-quality uh, recording, right? Sometimes that can actually be distracting because it picks up too much. Um, so I get that set. I get everything in there. I start testing it. I, I start looking online. Uh, I'm using this software called Audacity to try and figure out how to uh, edit the audio and record and get filters in place. I kind of go through this crash course of how to use Audacity for ACX. And I luck out because I find that someone has made an ACX check filter for Audacity. So I can record. I run through the line of filters that I, I've picked up on what you're supposed to do to clean up the audio filter-wise so it meets the parameters. And then you run it through the ACX filter, uh, the ACX check filter on Audacity, and that tells you if you've passed some of the sound things that you need to pass. And so I did it. And it worked. It took a little finagling. It took a little adjusting. But once I got it set, I was like, all right, I'm going to save these settings. And then all I got to do is click on, you know, make these the ACX settings, and I'm good to go. And so off I went. And I started doing those recordings. And every, every time I had to go back to ACX to upload, there was this analysis process. And I can't tell you, every single file I uploaded was a nervous moment for me because I was like, oh my gosh, is it going to pass it? Is it going to pass it? Did the ACX check actually do what it was supposed to? Am I getting it through? And is it clean enough? Um, and I spent a lot of time on the recordings because I would record. I tried to watch myself. If there were sounds in the background that were still bleeding through, even with the foam I could put up, um, I had to stop. I had to wait to allow those to pass. And then I'd have to go back in after I completed the recording and edit all of those. Any clicks, any sounds, any uh, neighbor's dog barking, whatever it is, and edit all of that out and still try to make it sound fluid. Not only that, I had to go back and make sure that it was con there was continuity, that the way I was sounding, my quality of my voice was similar to every other recording I was doing for that book so that it wouldn't sound weird. You know, I wouldn't want to start talking like this for one book chapter, and then the next one I'm a bit more nasally because my congestion is up, and then maybe the next one I'm a little more gravelly because I've had some sinus issues. You see what I mean? Like, you, you want to keep the consistency to it. And so I had to do things like that, uh, which was a challenge. Getting up every morning became a routine that I needed to do a certain way to ensure I was at premium quality voice sound, <laughs> uh, premium voice quality for the recording, which meant you know allergy medicine, even if I didn't think I needed it, just to make sure things were clear, keeping hydrated, thinking about the way I breathe, thinking about the way I move my mouth, Sometimes when I was talking, I in the midst of something, I would have to just, uh, between moments, if I was allowing for a pause, I wouldn't close my mouth. I kept it open and the tongue flat so that there was less chance of the sound of my tongue touching the roof of my mouth and moving away from it, creating any sticky sounds or anything like that. I know it sounds kind of gross maybe if you've never done this, but if you've ever recorded, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
you become hyper aware of every little thing your body does, every noise. And when you've got a good quality mic, it picks up so much. There were times my, my stomach would slightly gurgle and I barely heard it, but the microphone heard it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'd have to go in and edit that out. Uh, it was a journey, has been a journey, continues to be a journey. Exciting though. It was really fun to be able to take someone's story and to give it life, to bring excitement, to bring seriousness, uh, to, to narrate something that someone has poured their heart into, uh, to create a story that they think is going to be entertaining for people to listen to. And certainly as the narrator of an audiobook, I would say it's in my interest as well that it's entertaining because, uh, at least with the deal I have here, it is a uh, royalty share with the author. And the way ACX has it set up, uh, you, you have the option to take audiobooks where you get paid cash for the work, or you can get royalty share, which means you split the royalties for each book sold with the author, which is what I did with this one. Or ACX has another option, but you got to pay for it. They're like, you got to pay a one-time fee or something like that. And then you get the availability to also get book audiobook deals that pay royalties and pay you cash. I'm not there yet. If I can get a few more working and we can get some good cash flow happening from doing this, then I'll probably look at that because that's a great deal. I'd love to get royalty share and also get paid for the time I put into it without having to wonder, you know, will this actually sell and will I actually make any money for my efforts? Um, that said, I do think this book will, will do well. It's a children's fantasy adventure book. Um, I can't say much about it because it hasn't been released out there yet as an audiobook. But what I will say is it is an interesting approach on uh, two, how would I say this? Mythical? Maybe mythical isn't the right word. One, one aspect of it is mythical. The other is kind of just another thing we have in film these days and books and, and whatnot. But it's a combination of these two things. I know that's super vague. But this is the nature of doing stuff like this, is you can't just release what you've done until it's out there. Um, but maybe soon enough, well, obviously soon enough when it's clear, I will let y'all know so that you can go and check it out. Obviously, I, it's in my interest to see the book do well. It's in my interest to see the book do well for the author. The author, I can share a little bit on this, is a young author. Uh, her mother is an established writer and is the co-author to help her get it out there. Uh, so I'm actually hoping this does well because the young author, she is uh, really wanting to step out there with these children's books that she's doing. And her first one was really fun that I did. And there, I'm hoping that, you know, as this book, book does well, we can see the second one come around and get popularity. It was a really fun story. Uh, so I'm really hoping it does well for myself and also for this young author uh, so that she can realize that, hey, people do enjoy what I do and I'm going to keep doing it and maybe I can keep being the voice. That was fun. I like doing it. Maybe I can do it again. <laughs> all right. Well, that all said, uh, we're going to take a break and we will be right back.
Hey friends, just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know and remind you, this podcast needs support. Uh, so, how are a few ways you can support it? Uh, well, one, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H hyphen Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N hyphen M-A. There you can click on that support button and you can become a monthly supporter of the podcast for 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. This is a monthly recurring, and so you can set it and forget it, as Ronco would say. Uh, and that really would be a great help for me to continue to grow this podcast and expand it out, to build out website. Uh, to be able to eventually hire some people on to manage some of these things for me, because uh, for those of you, if you've ever tried to do a podcast, it is a lot of work to create the content, to refine the content down, to produce and record and edit and upload and get everything scheduled out for podcasting. It's a lot of work. Uh, and so... Um, in order for me to be able to do this a little more easily, finances helps. Beyond that, another way you can help is to share this. Share the podcast link on your social media. Uh, share it with friends. You can text the link to friends, whatever. Uh, if you share it on social media, I do ask that you do me a couple of favors. One, please make sure, make sure that you mention... Uh, the link so that people can actually go and click on it and listen in. And two, uh, make sure to use the hashtag AnythingGoesPodcast. That would really help me out in getting the message out about the show and help me to have more uh, growth in the community. And as we have more increase in funding, then I can open up website and start doing other things and bring people on. Anyways, I'm going to shut up now so we can get back to the show, which is really what you want to hear. So, let's get back to that. And we are back, friends. So, yeah, it was, uh, it's been a journey. It's been interesting. So that being said, right, I, I've gotten this past weekend, I got all the files uploaded and submitted. Now I'm just waiting for the author to give the final approval. It went through the analysis with ACX and it seemed to pass that. So assuming the author gives the okay, I have completed my first audiobook on Audible. Uh, and once that is out there, I'll let you know uh, so that you can check it out if you want. It's not a very long book, so it doesn't take up a lot of time. Uh, it's, uh, I think, about 25 minutes or so in total. Uh, there may be a little bit more that's added once, you know, Audible adds their things they may add in there. But once that's done, uh, then we are good to go. And I will let you know, and you can download it. It is a children's fantasy adventure book. So, you know, if you're looking for a highly intellectual read, that's not what this is, but it is fun. And certainly if you have kids uh, or if you're a teacher and you have students, uh, this is a good one. 
not just because I'm saying it because I'm on there or anything, but because it's actually a really fun story and it's safe. Uh, there's, there's really no like concerns that I can see that would be problematic for a classroom. It's, you know, fantasy, it's for kids. So it's clean, it's safe. I think it, it'd be good to go. So I will let you know once that happens. Now that done, that being done, I, my wife had been like, well, what else could you do with voice acting? So she looked and she found on, uh, online, there's a platform called Upwork, U-P-W-O-R-K. And apparently there was some voiceover stuff that they needed there or that, that were available there, jobs. So I set up an account and have been getting that together and searching through jobs right now to see what else is out there. Because now that I've done this, I've realized I, I really enjoy it. And hey, man, I wouldn't mind putting my voice to work for other things. And uh, I mean, especially since right now, if I can find a way to use my voice and actually have it make money to sustain, then it allows me to keep doing this. And until the podcast starts moving in that direction, uh, then I got to find other ways to do it. Uh, that said, there's other things I'm building as well. Um, I do, as you've heard me, for those that have followed along, I do investing. I've been doing investing for years, and I have multiple strategies that I use on different platforms. Uh, and so far, you know, things have been doing well on that. So I'm also looking at creating a Patreon for people who want to follow along with my investment strategies. Uh, even with the markets being as they had been here in the U.S. with the craziness that we've had, of January, uh, we're still positive in our investment portfolios. Uh, some have taken a little more dip because they're a little more aggressive in their strategy and others are, are a bit more conservative. I kind of play a crazy mix, right? I've got one portfolio that's uh, what I call my MADI, my moderately aggressive dividend yield portfolio. And then I have my HADI, which is my highly aggressive dividend yield portfolio. And then my wife has got a little bit more conservative kind of approaches to some of what she does. But by and large, pretty much all of our investment strategy is very much about creating income stream through dividends. I'm very much a fan of buy something and then it keeps paying you for it. That's making money from your money. I like that. Uh, so as of right now, I think our overall tr projections, let's see. Uh, our current unrealized gain for our total accounts is uh, getting pretty close to about 2000 Our total portfolio dividends... Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong thing. Total portfolio realized gains losses is about 966 so close to 1000 getting getting there. Our, let's see... The expected uh, yield, uh, income yield on cost is 3.27%. Right now, our dividend out uh, production percentage is 4.73 for the year across all accounts. Uh, and so we're, we're getting things moving in such a way that we're starting to generate some really good growth. And since I've talked to friends and others who have who are afraid of investing or afraid to get into it or don't know what they're doing, and I have friends that will come to me saying, hey, you know, what are you doing on this? You know, obviously the first thing is, look, I'm not a professional. <laughs> 
financial advisor or anything like that. You know, I don't work in Wall Street. So, you know, you, you need to kind of make your own decisions. It's just kind of the CYA stuff you have to do. But yeah, I mean, if there's stuff I see that's working, I'll say, well, you know, in my portfolio, I know that this is doing well right now. Or I've had friends call and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying into this. Do you think this might be a good time? And I'll take a look. And if it looks good, I'd say, you know what, if it were me, I might buy. But, um, you know, or if it's looking like it may not be a great time and be like, you know, if it were me, I, I'd probably wait a while. You know, it looks like they're about to come up to a peak. And so I think there's a correction coming and, you know, might be a good time to buy in in a, who knows, a couple of months. So there's stuff like that I'm also working on. But what I'm trying to do is to generate ways to create income so that I can be able to continue to do the things that I like to do, like podcasting. Um, obviously, I'd say ideally from home because then I don't have to leave to do that. I can just enjoy being in pajamas and a cup of coffee and cats, you know, chilling out in the sun next to me or whatever while I do that. And then obviously for more professional audiobook stuff, then I would be in my, you know, my recording booth, AKA walk-in closet <laughs> until I can get something a little more professionally built out. Um, but yeah, so hopefully as things move forward, you know, we can get some more of this happening. I'd love to see the community develop for the podcast. Uh, I really, I know you hear me say it a lot of times for those that have followed along and I really do want to create more community for it, but it is a remarkably large amount of work to maintain all of the things that it takes for doing podcast and community development as one person. Uh, and certainly when there isn't a huge amount of income coming in from the podcast yet, it, it really makes it hard to uh, justify putting more money into it until you can see that it's growing more, right? And it's just good business practice, right? You're not going to invest in something that's not producing on a regular basis. Um, angel investors would do that with businesses, right? They'll throw some money in knowing there's a high risk. But a venture capitalist would not. There's There needs to be more return. And I think that's how I'm treating the development of these things is that I'm, I'm not looking at it as a money only kind of focus, but mainly to say, uh, if I'm going to keep investing into this, I need, I need to see that it's actually getting some good returns to justify the expenses. Otherwise, I'm just putting myself in debt, right? So, you know, that's just prudence with finance. That said, right, uh, I will say the other things have been amazing to it, though. It's been amazing to see a podcast, which I never planned on doing, but friends kind of were like, you got a great voice for it. You should do it. I, it's been amazing to do that and to see, uh, to see it disappear or what, wait, sorry, not disappear, grow. What the heck was that? My brain didn't know what it's doing <laughs> to see it grow uh, and to see it spread across seven continents, eight or no, seven out of eight continents, 25 countries to have an age range from under 17 to over 60 listening in. Uh, I did not think that that would happen. You know, I, I didn't think that anyone would really care that much about what I had to say. Honestly, to be honest, what I thought is I'd do this for a few months. I would see that nobody really was interested and be like, okay, well now I know, right? This isn't going to go anywhere. But yet, here I am, right? Uh, almost two years I've been doing this. Uh, what is it? What are we at? 59? I think this makes 60 episodes. 
the start of a third season in this, I, I didn't see any of that happening. Uh, and so I think in a lot of ways, what I would say is there's a great amount of success I've seen in this. It's just getting the money part happening that helps me to justify continuing to invest into it and grow and build out and eventually hire a team because podcasting is a lot of work, friends. You have to figure out the content that you think is going to be interesting. You have to figure out how to discuss it in a way that's going to make sense for people. And, and that's tricky, right? Because with such a wide variety of people listening to my show, uh, sometimes I want to try and keep it wide ranging. And that can be hard to reach a larger audience or to get more people listening into any one episode because it's not always going to be interesting, right? If I'm talking on stuff that's um, much more intellectual and requires more fancy syllable words, uh, for some people that may tune them out, right? They're like, I'm not interested in that. Or, you know, I don't know, this, this seems like something that's not really for me. And, and that's fair. You know, I don't expect everyone to listen to everything that I'm talking about. Um, but trying to find that variety is a challenge. So getting the content and knowing how to deliver the content is part of the work. Then is the actual recording, right? You get your platform set up, make sure your mic is set right, you're keeping your distance, you're hydrated so that you don't sound weird, your sinuses aren't all strange. You uh, get familiar with your environment so you know where your echoes are so you can try to deaden some of those. Uh, and then communicating, but at the same point while you're recording, right, keeping an eye on the time so that you can leave time to transition for advertisement slots or things like that. Um, keeping track of your information for your podcast to know what your episodes are so that when you do all the data after you've recorded it, uh, you know what episode it is. You can mention all of that. You put in your description, making sure you've got your um your connection details and communication details on the description for the episodes, uh, getting those scheduled out so that they publish at a certain time on a certain day as you need them to. Because uh, usually that's what I'm doing, right, is I record multiple episodes at a time and then I schedule them out to release. So that way I'm not having to do that, all that every single time I'm recording. Uh, and then, you know, you go from there. So it is a lot of work to do that as one person. So until it comes to a point that it's a little more financially possible to keep growing it, um, yeah, I explore what I can and kind of think about where it's wise to put an, uh, money and whatnot. So blah, blah, blah. Who cares, Joe? That's your problem. <laughs> but it, it is all of that said, right? I do appreciate having you all here. And it is wonderful to have such a diverse uh, group listening in. And as, as always, I would say, if you can afford to support, man, please help me out. It helps me to keep doing this and to keep building it out nicer to uh, start bringing in cooler guests. Uh, um, well, all my guests are cool, really, so I don't know why I would say that. But uh, certainly to bring in guests that won't just come in because I'm a friend with them or something. But guests that are like, hey, you want to you wanna have me here, you're going to have to pay me or something, right? It'd be awesome to get some people in that you would really like to hear from that are popular in society or, or have interesting ideas. But that all takes time and effort and money. And so if you can afford to support the show, man, you'd really be doing a, a great solid for me. Uh, you can go over to anchor.fm forward slash 
Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H, hyphen, Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N, hyphen, M-A. And so if you go there, you can find a button that says support. If you click on that support button, you, be, you can become a supporter to the podcast uh, for 99 cents a month, 400, not 400, $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month. And that is a monthly recurring until you decide otherwise. That would really help me to keep growing this. If you decide that you want to do a larger contribution, uh, you can click that other button that says message and shoot me a message and let me know. And I can, I'm happy to help you get that figured out so we can do that. And maybe at one point I can actually afford to bring on a co-host, right? So that way it's not just my voice, but someone else. Uh, not sure who it would be. Uh, I think it would be cool to have a, a, a female perspective on the show. Uh, but, you know, whoever I end up finding is who I find. Um, so, yeah, that all said, friends, it's been a journey, still a journey, still building out these things and seeing where it goes from here, having done an audio book. Uh, if you are thinking about doing that or podcasting and you're curious about what it might take or you need some tips or advice, let me know. I would be happy to help with what I can or point you to people who might be able to help you with some of that. Um, certainly one person I would point you to if you're thinking about podcasting is a friend of mine that's a previous guest on here, Anna. Uh, Anna, Z I think I'm saying it right, Javier. Um, she has a website and uh, she's got all the social media stuff called The Podcast Space. You can find her online. She does a lot of resources to help people that are getting into podcasting. She also does consulting. At some point, I'd like to work with her, but I just don't have the money for that uh, right now. But nonetheless, yeah, if those are things that you're thinking about, let me know. I'd love to help you out if I can. Or if you have tips or ideas or, you know, something like that. Or if you're, again, if you want to be a supporter and you're wanting to do more than what the support button allows, reach out to me. Hit that message button and let me know. And, uh... We can go from there. So that all said, friends, we are up to the end of this podcast. So uh, thank you all for tuning in and for continuing to be a part. And thank you for those of you that are joining into the Anything Goes family. Glad to have you here. Uh, if you want to send a message and say hello and let me know you're, where you're tuning in from, I love hearing those messages. I love hearing the hellos. Uh, let me know. So until next time, friends, as always, be good to yourself. Be good to the world around you. It's a tough time out there. There's a lot of craziness going on. We all need a little kindness. Uh, I know it's tough. It's hard, right? We're, we're human. We make mistakes. We're not always happy. We're not always feeling friendly. But let's be good to one another as best we can, even as simple as just doing a simple kindness act for one another. Be good to your body. You only get one. You only get one life. Uh, take care of yourselves, friends. Stay curious. A lot to learn, a lot to do in this world, a lot of things to experience. Stay kind. Uh, always be creative. Don't let the world's challenges keep you from getting where you need to go. Figure out how to do it, even if it's unconventional. Just, you know, don't get yourself in any legal trouble or anything. <laughs> all right, friends. All of that said, thank you so much for continuing to be with me or for tuning in for the first time and joining the Anything Goes family. And we will see you on the next one.